It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. I thought for the two-year anniversary of A Quilter's Life, Guthrie and I would have another little chat. Welcome to A Quilter's Life, Guthrie. Well, thanks for having me back. I always look forward to it. I can't believe it was four years ago when we were on the podcasting cruise and I announced that I was going to start a podcast. Yes, I was a little surprised when you mentioned it. I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I knew it required a lot, but I also know you and that when you put your mind to something that you do make it work. In preparing for this anniversary, I went back and listened to the episode we made our test one in the car when we were testing the mics, one of the first ones that came out. Yeah, was that the four years ago when we were just talking about it? Or no, it was about a year later, wasn't it? Yeah, we actually recorded that three years ago, and then it took me another year to get those few that I did about that time published. Which is interesting because it was a rather slow ramp-up, so I just wasn't sure whether you would really fully engage and carried through with it. But once you started publishing the episodes, you certainly have been very consistent since then. So I think it's, in my mind, I think it's very great that you've been so consistent with your publishing of the episodes. Thinking about that episode we did in the car, I realized that I was making a stocking for our youngest grandchild at that time. And it's hard to believe that he's three now and I'm going to be working on his quilt for this Christmas. Yeah, that is always special when the grandkids turn three, they get their own quilt, and that you wait a little bit to sort of figure out what their personalities are going to be and what their likes and dislikes are. So it fits them a little bit more than if it was a newborn quilt. I'm so looking forward to making this quilt. I think he'll really like it. I do too. It's going to be special. I thought we would talk about some of the things that happened over this past year. A big one in my mind was in October, my mom was in the hospital and I was spending most of the day with her. And I was so thankful that one of the quilters I was to interview that week was so gracious and rescheduled with me so that I could be in the hospital with mom. It is neat how your listeners have really engaged in the podcast itself. And I know quilting is sort of a therapy for many quilters. And also, I believe your podcast of other quilters has been a therapy for you during those difficult times. Certainly this last year with the pandemic has been different for a lot of people. Our lives didn't change dramatically as far as the day-to-day events, but it did impact us because we knew so many other people that were impacted by the pandemic, either work-wise or personal lives, that it did have an impact on us also. Yeah, it was great to be able to chat with different quilters during that time. But while Mom was in the hospital, was also the week of our podcast movement conference that we've gotten to go to. But last year it was virtual, and I kind of put myself out there a little bit. Yes, you did, and that was... Very good. For me, it was more difficult. It was different than being 
in person at the conference because then I'm away from work. I still had my daily work, so I didn't get to be quite as involved with the virtual podcast movement this last year, but you were able to participate in it and also attend many of the sessions that was very helpful for you. Tell me about the one session where they were rating the various introductions to podcasting and how that impacted you. Well, before the conference, we had the opportunity to send in one of our episodes. And I went ahead and did that. But then the time of the virtual conference was also when mom was in the hospital. So I didn't know if I was going to make it back for that session or not. And I made it home just in time to get my computer up and going and listening to that session. Now, part of it was just because I sent an episode to be listened to didn't mean that they would listen to it. They didn't let us know whether it would be one that would be judged or not. But what they were doing was judging the first 30 seconds of each episode that they chose to use. And so there were several others, and it was interesting. The judges were Shannon Kaysen, Lisa Orkin, and Peter Segal. All three of them are well known in their areas of expertise. Now, wasn't it they wanted to see how engaging a podcast was in the first 30 seconds to determine whether a potential listener may continue listening to the podcast? Yeah. So all of a sudden, there was my logo on the screen, and I was like, oh, Guthrie, come. Do you remember me calling you yep, over? Yep, I do. I remember standing right behind you and listening to what they had to say about I suppose there was about a half a dozen different podcasts that they reviewed, and yours was sort of right in the middle of it. And I remember it was exciting because they really felt that a Quilter's Life podcast in the introduction in the first 30 seconds was extremely engaging. And although they weren't quilters themselves, they were willing or interested in listening to a full episode, or at least a good portion of an episode, to see what a Quilter's Life was really about. And that was Certainly something of honor for you and also showed that your dedication and your concept of interviewing everyday quilters is a concept that has proven very successful and that can be seen by your growth in listenership and this, the number of people that are signing up to be interviewed by you. Well, it was a lot of fun. Now, four years ago, I couldn't imagine myself even putting myself in that spot to be judged, but things sure have changed. Yes, they have, and I have to say I'm extremely proud of you not only putting yourself out there, but the persistence and consistency that you've done. And I just made a comment earlier today that after listening to today's episode that was released, how confident and smooth your interviews were, and you really have done not only a good job of honing the craft of interview, but also I know you spend a lot of time editing your podcast, which really makes a difference and makes a quality podcast. I always look forward each week to listening to them. Well, I found on the Jacobs Media Strategies website where Seth Ressler was the organizer of that session, they had the video clip of that session And then with the article that came with it, they had written, 
When Shannon, Lisa, and Peter heard the first 30 seconds of the podcast, A Quilter's Life, they were immediately enamored with it. So that was just kind of interesting and fun. It was exciting. Yes, it was. And they were genuinely enamored with it because they were excited to go afterwards and listen to more of it. Yeah, then at the very end, Shannon asked again, what was the name of that podcast? Because I'm going to listen to it tonight. So that was that was just kind of fun. With the growing popularity of your podcast and some of the people that you've interviewed on your podcast, hasn't there been a couple of spinoff podcasts resulting from that? I don't think there's been a couple, but there has been one. I got to interview Tori McElwain and... She contacted me later saying what a neat concept this was and if I would mind if she would use my format in her YouTube videos. So she's created Coffee Chats with Quilters where she uses many of the questions I used and I think it's so great that she can reach out to quilters and I can reach out to quilters and we can hear even more stories of these wonderful quilters. Well, how many episodes are you up to now, Paula? This episode will be the 91st episode I'm putting out. That is quite a feat for just two years of podcasting, putting out that many episodes, especially the length of them. And I know you do your best to put them out consistently every Monday, but it is quite a growing library of episodes And you've been able to interview some very interesting people, life stories of people that are not only regular quilters, but also that have made a business in the quilting industry. Yeah, it's been interesting to see. There have been the few that say, no, I've listened to your podcast and I can't talk that way. And I'm thinking, nobody talks that way. (laughs) No. I do edit and Sometimes I think I have shot myself in the foot with my editing because then people think they can't be on there because they're not going to talk that way, but no one really does. Most good quality or professional podcasts, there's a lot of editing that goes into it. So I would hate for somebody not to be interviewed by you, especially with the interesting stories that come along with quilters because they were hesitant due to the quality of your episodes that you put out. So I do know you do invest a lot of time into editing, but it does result in a very good quality podcast and not only for other listeners to listen to, but also for the people that are being interviewed to show them in a very professional manner. Yeah, and if I was just putting it out for the story of the week, that would be one thing. But I'm hoping these quilters as they're sharing their life story, that way they'll have something for their families to have in the future. I thought I would share with you what I write to people that sign up to be on the podcast so that you can see what I'm talking about. I write, as you can see, we will chat about a few other topics before we chat about quilting. This is your story so be thinking of what you want your family and friends to know about you. If you could talk to your great-great-grandchildren, what would you want to say? As I say on my website, it's been said that every quilt has a story, and it's so true. 
and I also believe that every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. So I'm excited to hear not only about your wonderful quilts, but about you. Then I go on with a few things that people like to know before the podcast interview. I do edit, so if you get tripped up or tongue-tied, feel free to stop and start over. It will be edited out. And you don't have to worry about saying um too much, because I edit that out too. This is your story. If you don't want to answer a question, that's okay. I just edit out the question. Don't worry, I don't ask mean questions, but every once in a while, someone doesn't want to share something. So I thought that was a few things that people would really like to know. I think it's important that the potential interviewees do understand that you care about their life story, that you will edit out anything that either doesn't sound quite right or after saying it, they don't want within the story. And I think that is a testament to the quality of the episodes. I think we all like human interest stories, and these are stories about people's lives and what they've gone through, especially on their quilting adventures, but also just other interesting life stories are brought out within each of the episodes. I don't think there's one quilter I've talked to that I haven't enjoyed. It's just so much fun to talk to everybody. And I know you don't necessarily like to promote yourself aggressively or toot your own horn, but do you have any quotes that have come back to you or statements come back to you from the people you've interviewed once they've have listened to their interview? Practically weekly. I don't have a quote with me right now, but once an episode goes out, they usually write back to me that they're very thankful and that I did a good job. So I do appreciate that. Because of that, I also think you're getting a lot of additional interviews for the positive responses from the people you do interview. And afterwards, they're so pleased with how the interview went and how it sounded that they also spread the word to other people. Yeah. I would love to hear from the listeners and find out who people are that are listening. But I really enjoy chatting with these quilters. It would be fun to hear who they are out there. But I know weekly the downloads are more and more. So I know there's people that seem to be enjoying it. So I guess I'll keep doing it. Yeah, the... Increase in listeners have been one of the really exciting aspects of your podcast. Not only you've been really consistent, the quality is getting better with each episode, but the number of listeners is a testament to the podcast and that it is an interesting podcast to listen to. I'm by no means a quilter myself, but I really enjoy listening to each episode each Monday. And not just because you're my wonderful wife, because they are very interesting episodes. And you did have one exciting event that happened this year as far as the potential to interview more on a national scale, didn't you? Yeah, I was a bit surprised when I got an email from the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston and they asked to be interviewed because they have an exhibition called Fabric of a Nation America Quilt Stories coming up from October 10th, 2021 to January 16th, 2022. 
since I normally do a quilter's life, I was wondering if this would actually fit into this podcast. But the more I thought about it, I thought, well, I always ask, where were you born and raised and where are you from and things like that. So I just went with that on questions for them about when was the museum started and what kind of things did the museum do besides quilts and then went into the exhibition. Well, I did want to share that that episode will be coming up. They wanted me to wait until October, so you can be looking for that episode on October 4th. They also connected me with one of the quilters that will have a quilt in the exhibition, Sylvia Hernandez, in her episode I'm planning to publish on November 8th. So those are two to be looking forward to. Paula, I know the Quilter's Life podcast episodes are going well, but tell me a little bit about what you're working on quilt-wise for yourself. Well, it's kind of funny that when we did our episode in the car, I mentioned that I had 10 quilts on my list to do. With setting the quilts for the nieces and nephews aside for a little bit to work on a quilt for a co-worker that's retiring, and then I'm going to work on the one for our grandson, I just got news that another niece is having a baby, and so now my list is up to 10 again. So I don't seem to be able to make that list get any smaller. Well, part of that is due to... So many nieces and nephews having children, but you've put out a lot of quilts in the last two years. I can't even guess how many that might have been, but it's been a lot of quilts. So it's a testament to your ability to continue to produce quilts, and at least you're at the same level you were two years ago as far as quilts (laughs) on your to-do list. Oh, they do seem to appreciate them. That's always fun. Yeah, they certainly do appreciate them. The one episode I got to talk to Ashley Montgomery with Quilts to End ALZ. And through that, I signed up to walk in the charity walk for the Alzheimer's Association. And I was looking for a group locally here, and I saw the sewing gnomies. And I thought, well, at least they sew. So I contacted them and found out they were quilters. Yeah, there's a neat local tie that you have there with not only quilters, but also with our concern with Alzheimer's, with your mom and my dad also. It's something very personal to us that being involved with people that are concerned about people with dementia or Alzheimer's. Yeah. But I am so happy to be able to do this podcast and share with the listeners because I do have the responsibility of dealing with things for my mom. And sometimes it's just hard when they're going downhill somewhat and have a hard day, but I can come back and visit with these quilters. It's so wonderful. It is certainly a good time to be able to share with other people's in their lives. And and I certainly have been proud of you and the quality of the podcast you're putting out, it's exceptional. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, and yours is probably one of the best produced ones that I listen to. 
Thanks so much. Now, thanks for being with me today on this episode. I'm always happy to be involved with what you're working on, whether it's picking out material for the quilts or helping to choose a particular pattern for one of our nieces or nephews, or just assisting with your podcast in the rare times that I am able to assist. Sometimes you assist me with my podcast. So I appreciate everything you allow me to be involved with. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.